0: Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. On today's episode, oh yeah, three segments with our guy Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day top of the morning, or good afternoon, good evening, good whenever on earth you are listening to this here podcast, Locked on Spartans. Today is Wednesday, October 27th, and we've got three days until kickoff against those Wolverines. That's right, that school down the road. On today's episode, yes, we got our guy Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports in to break down Michigan State side of this matchup going on Saturday. Uh, we previewed the Wolverines on yesterday's show with Barstool Sports' own Chris Castellani. Awesome conversation, always love talking to Chris, and yeah, he brought uh, just great insight, objectivity, rationale, uh, some things that I really myself can't do when it comes to talking about this rivalry, but yeah, Chris was awesome yesterday, and of course, as he always is, Steven was fantastic on today's show. Now, I will admit... um. We started off talking about how Michigan can win this game, so it, it might not start with you know rainbows and sunshine. But in the later half of the interview, that's when we get into how Michigan State can win, what they'll do well, and all that fun stuff. So just bear with me here. We talk about it during the interview, but whenever I'm presented with you know, hey, there's good news and bad news. What do you want first? I'll, I'll take the bad news. Yeah, let's just get that all out of the way and talk about Michigan State's concerns, and then and then we'll get to the fun stuff. That's right. So. Uh, Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Once again, this is the Locked on Spartans podcast. We do this five days a week, Monday through Friday. On tomorrow's show, we will have uh, 24-7 sports Josh Pate, yes, of the Late Kick show on. Uh, We also have a very, very, very fun segment for one of my favorite Twitter follows out there. Uh, You know, I won't even spoil it. You just got to wait for tomorrow on that, but I know that you Spartan fans will absolutely love that one. And then Friday's show, uh, we for sure have Jarrell worthy on, and we are on the one yard line of a very special guest, but I don't want to jinx anything, so I will not go any further with that. Uh, before getting actually, oh sorry, one more thing, if you have any questions or comments, locked on Spartans@ gmail.com is the best way to find me. And before I get into the interview with uh, Stephen, I you know, I'm just gonna go full parent, uh, full PSA right now. Might go without saying, but uh, you know what? Hearing it one more time doesn't hurt. Let, let's be smart on Saturday. I know I talk about it all the time. It's going to be a, a rip-roaring time. But if you're going to go tailgating, all that fun stuff, make sure that you A, have a designated driver on your way home, or B, hey, if you ain't feeling up to it, it's a noon game. you got a lot of time left in East Lansing. Restaurants are going to be open. Just walk around campus. Just wait wait until you are ready to drive. Or, obviously, duh, just get a designated driver and anoint someone as that. And, hey, treat them well. Treat our designated drivers uh, with respect. Buy them food. Buy them whatever they want. Buy drinks when they get back home from your trip. Um, yeah, so just want to throw that PSA out there. I know it probably goes without saying, but, hey, let's uh, avoid any unnecessary uh, tragedy or really hijinks, too, uh, this Saturday. So, all right, just wanted to get that out of the way before going any further, guys. Uh, thanks for putting up with uh, with me, my intros, and, hey, en- enough about me. Let's get to our guy Stephen Brooks of Twenty Four Seven Sports. Well, he's not going twelve rounds boxing with the fine folks at Value City Furniture. Sometimes he writes for Twenty Four Seven Sports about MSU football. That's right. We're talking about Stephen Brooks, the man, the myth, the legend, and of course, best friend of this program. Stephen, how on earth are you doing, man? You doing okay?
1: Uh, sure. Let's. Uh,
0: I'll say. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Um,
1: I won't rehash Good. everything we just talked about pre-show. Uh, I'll just say I'm doing okay,
0: and and we'll go. Okay. And- uh, are you ready for the first question? Because I'm just gonna lay it on. I'm not even gonna hold back. I, I, I'm gonna throw you right, right uh-uh. into the water here. Are you ready? All right. Well, yeah. Hit me. Let's do it. What's your What's your prediction for Saturday? Enough of waiting for that question for the end of the interview. I'm oh. going right at it. What, what's your prediction for Saturday? Just Man. I need to know. All right.
1: Setting the tone. So I mean, yeah. hey, at mm-hmm. this point, I I I don't typically do you know, unless I'm asked like about a score prediction. So I don't like come up with these. But like, so anyway. I, I won't hem in hot Right now, I'm feeling sure. like a Michigan like by three type of situation. Um, and I'll be honest, like a lot of that shifted the Indiana game. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've said it on your show, I've said it on other shows, I've written it uh, previously that for months, you know, going back to the summer, I thought this was a game Michigan State would win. Um, I just I really liked the matchup. I obviously liked it more through all of September when I, when I saw how Michigan State came out. Um, and Michigan's just a lot better than I thought they would be too. You know, a lot of it had to be has to do with had to do i guess with my own uh, pre preseason thoughts of michigan and they've they've obviously exceeded all those and and answered some questions that i had about them um so it was the indiana game really even before that you know at eleven fifty nine that saturday i still would have told right. you i think michigan state wins comfortably but the way they were able to, to control the line of scrimmage and as disruptive as indiana's front seven was able to be uh you know i have a lot of respect for michigan's front seven and their ability to do sort of the same thing and I just uh, I think if they can if they can sort of be the dominant group on the field, then um, it's going to be a tough day for Michigan State. So right now, that's where my head's at. Maybe I'll switch it two or three more times before kickoff. But without seeing Michigan State, like that's the last thing that's on my mind is like, oof, you know, I think that Michigan could do some of those same things to them, um, you know, in terms of controlling the line of scrimmage.
0: Yeah, honestly, we we are in the complete same boat here. Like it was all the Indiana game, and all because of the offensive line. And yeah, that's why I think Michigan in a close one. Now I'm not going to be Debbie Downer here because it should elate Spartan listeners that I'm not picking Spartans because I'm just <laughs> great at jinxing things to go the other way. Um, so yeah. Anyway, but yeah, just like we we're talking about, like it was the offensive line. We talked about it last week. I've talked about it ever since, and that's going to be the one hole at Michigan State's team. But other than that, is there anything else that should have us state fans like a little bit shooketh for this game outside the offensive line?
1: Um, No, I wouldn't say so. Because like I said, I mean, I was very, very confident in Michigan State's ability. And again, especially as they went through the season um, to beat this team. Uh, I think so. Michigan's greatest strength, of course, is its run game. I I love Michigan State's D-line. And I think that's uh, I think that's at least a push, you know, sort of Mm -hmm. MSU D-line against Michigan O-line and sort of being able to to slow down that run game. So then what can Michigan get out of its passing game? I mean, we'll see. Um, They haven't had to do that a whole lot this year. So maybe that's an area. I think if Michigan State wins, regardless of anything else, I think it'll be because Peyton Thorne's the best player on the field. And that could mean, you know, he has to make a lot out of nothing because there's no run game or he's running for his life. He's getting pressured all day or he's not, you know, and then things work out there, but he's just making big throws, you know, all over the place or, or whatever. But, I do think um, so whatever way it, it shakes out, if this ends in a Michigan State victory, it'll be because of that almost uh, primarily, you know, as Peyton Thorne being the best player on the field. Um, so, yeah, I, I got, if they can protect him, I think he can make some plays. Uh, we saw last year their, their secondary, it's a lot of those same guys. I mean, they're uh, they're not world beaters back there. I mean, the, the and Michigan State receivers are legitimately good. So, like, yeah. that's – that's their strength is I think they got to try to get up early, get up, a, a you know, ideally two possessions, but get up a score, get, get that comfortable position of playing from ahead that you have been for almost the entire season. Uh, come out of the bye week you know, guns blazing, don't have any of that lag or, or hangover-ish effect, or just don't even let that set in. You know, you want to get out get out and uh, just jump out of the gates right away. But no, it, it does all come back to that offensive line for me in terms of the biggest concerns. Like I said, I think their defense can hold up. Well, I think, Michigan state strength will hold up very well against Michigan strength and uh, you know, Michigan state in the back seven, I'd probably take them right now over Michigan's passing game, you know, uh, through, uh, through four quarters. So, yeah. So then you boil that down. Then again, I like Michigan state's passing game against Michigan. So there, there is probably still more I like if you want to go unit by unit or, or whatever, however you break it down, there's more I like on Michigan state side. But when the one, when the thing I don't like on their side is the offensive line that, it can just cripple everything else. So yeah, that, that has to be concern number one, I think. you got Aiden Hutchinson. You've got sure. um, an NFL defensive coordinator. And, I mean, that's what those guys get paid to do is come after quarterbacks <laughs> and, and create pressure, quite honestly. So uh, that could be a concern, no doubt.
0: We will be back in a hot second with our guy Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports. But first, need to talk to you fine folks about prize picks. That's right, Prize Picks, the leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer college football props that anyone in the world offers, and they have anyone from the star players of the Power Five, as well as the mid major players from programs you might have never even heard of. So, how do you do it? Well, you go to the App Store or Google Play and you download the Prize Picks app. From there, you deposit. But we got a promo code for you. That's right, use promo code LOCKED ON. That's right, one word, LOCKED ON. And that will get you a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So from there, you pick two to five players and an over-under on their projected stats, like touchdowns thrown, uh, rushing yards, interceptions thrown. And you could win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you against the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And best of all, they offer safe and fast withdrawals at prize picks. So do not hesitate Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. Again, all one word, LOCKEDON. Or go to your app store and download the app today. Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Before getting back to our guy Stephen Brooks, just want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day, Monday through Friday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's, uh, let's keep talking to Stephen, shall we? Yeah, obviously it was like the run game that was a big concern, and Kenneth Walker couldn't get anything going in large part because of the offensive line. But the numbers say, and my eyeballs say that like the pass protection has been pretty okay so far this year. Now, what I mean by the numbers is that MSU's sack rate is five point two percent. That's fortieth in the nation, so it's on the good side of average. What do you think, though, of the pass protection? Like, is that still a concern? Because to, just from the eye test for me, it seems to be they've done a, a solid job at that, at, yeah, for the very least.
1: No, I'd, I'd be, I'd say I'm with you there. I think they're solid. You know, I don't think they're, I think, yeah, solid is a good way to put solid. it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're much, much better than that. I don't think they're, they're terrible there. Um, that's the thing though, is is when, when they, when the quarterback is getting pressured or even when some running plays are just, uh, you know, off the rails from, from the get go, a lot of it is the tight ends or the H backs or whoever sort of in that role. I mean, defenses have wised up and been able to to design pressure. That targets them, kind of, you know. Mm-hmm. as a blocker, it's like, oh, we can get this guy. If we can get this guy one on one, you know, that's a win for us. And and we can get a, we can get at the QB that way. So that's where I think of some more of the the weaknesses: the tight ends, the H backs, the running backs, even at times, um, in pass pro. I think the O line itself has been decent, and I think Thorne has a has a pretty good feel of the pocket, pretty disciplined. Um, doesn't really get super antsy, and we know he's he's got a nice little mobility to him, and, and can get himself out of some trouble. Yeah, so I'd agree with that. I think they've been solid there. Um, I guess I would also, just, just to play devil's advocate, I'd say maybe they haven't played a great pass rushing team. You know, I mean, Indiana and Nebraska gotcha. shut them down, but it was sort of more of a clog the lane, just blow up the line of scrimmage type of thing. I don't know if they've, maybe I'm wrong here. I'd have to remember. I know they got Loftus coming up, and, uh, you know, Ohio great, State yeah. has uh, what, Zach Harrison, I think, or whatever, and, and Aiden Hutchinson obviously will be that. I don't know if they faced really a scary dude off the edge like that yet, mm-hmm. but but yeah, all in all, I would agree with your with your assessment there. I think it's more been on the tight ends and on the other po- other folks that that when uh, breakdowns in pass protection have occurred, it's it's sort of been out there at their feet.
0: And we'll get to like half your questions here, but like just one more, just about concerns for Michigan State. What, what's going to hurt the Spartans more here? The inevitable roughing the passer penalty on Panashuk or the inevitable unnecessary roughness penalty on Jared Horst to stall spartan drive which flag is going to hurt more on saturday <laughs> uh,
1: yeah that's funny because i I, I, I can see both happening <laughs> oh it's a mortal lock and uh, like it's gonna yeah. it,
0: they're going to happen <laughs> right
1: right i would say anything on offense because like i think there's got to be a you know that could be the one drive that they needed you know to to get their confidence or whatever it's still it has been sort of a boom or bust offense you know especially these last couple games i mean the rutgers game uh there's plenty of, of fireworks and everybody was enjoying their popcorn and everything. But in between those was not a lot of anything offensively, you know, and same thing with Indiana. I mean, Indiana, they really had like three good drives, maybe, you know, that, yeah, that's the three scoring drives. Yeah, in there to pick six. Probably. Yeah, that was, yeah. That's basically it. So yeah, there's, you know, you just don't want to have that 15 yard penalty or whatever, derail the one good drive, you know, of the quarter or whatever, or of a, of a 20 minute stretch, something like that. Um, I think they're going to need every point they can get, you know, just uh, the way these games go. And so I I think their defense will be able to hold up sort of repeatedly. And and we've seen that from them too. I mean, they've been a pretty resilient group, uh, whether it's penalties or big plays or whatever. They've bounced back. A lot of those dudes are older. um, But the offense, I don't think, could afford the hiccup like that um, as much.
0: Okay, now it's it's time for happy questions now. Let's let's get our green and white. I was going to
1: say, do you think they're going to lose yeah. by 50, man? It's been all just what uh, what no, is the concern here? Where is the
0: Well, and this and this is where water is going to find its level here for the back half. Now, see, I I okay. like starting these conversations like on a bad note and then letting people walk out the door of the conversation, like feeling good about how things are going to go. You know, that's, okay. that's, that's how yeah. I like to stagger. Things. I get
1: that. I get that. Yeah. I mean, I hope they're still listening after these first few minutes, but yeah, we'll guy. see how the numbers uh,
0: shake out here, but yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll circle back uh, to that when the metrics come out next week. But yeah, like I, whenever someone says, Hey, I have some good news and some bad news. What do you want first? I, give me the bad news first. So at least I can yeah, leave with true. a good taste in my mouth. That's so with true. that said on the flippity flop here, uh, what is Michigan state's best advantage against Michigan when Spartans have the ball on offense? Like, is it, is it really just as easy as going back to last year and looking at what the receivers did against the secondary? Cause I mean, I, I think MSU has only gotten better in the receiver core since last year. So is that pretty much a simple answer?
1: I would say it's that it's not They're They're in a different scheme though. You know, Don Brown is not there. He's not playing. No, any, he's gone. Yeah. And you know, yeah, 90% of the game or whatever. Um, and not 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 making adjustments when they're getting cooked all day, mm-hmm. so that's that's different. But I just I just I don't think their personnel is like anything to write home about. I mean, I like uh, Dax Hill, but uh, in terms of their outside corners and everything, they're they're fine. I think um, I don't think they're awful. But I don't think they're they're elite by any means. So yeah, I would you know in mm-hmm. a heads in a matchup Michigan State receivers Michigan DBs, I'm taking State's receivers all day there. Like I said, I like Peyton Thorne. I think he'll be the best quarterback um on the field probably and and like i said i think he should be the he'll probably have to be the best player for them to win that's where i think they really will have to win this game is with him just connecting with those guys those guys making big plays um those guys thorn uh naylor reed mosley connor hayward maybe sure. even etc um and thorn's got to be his same self you know just don't make the big mistake uh you know small mistakes are better than huge f-ups you know like and that's kind of been yeah. his game all year. It's like, all right, I'll take this sack because now I got third and fifteen versus you know the the ball just popped out and now you guys have the ball. You yeah, know, so all those things he's been really uh really just sort of crafty with and smart with. So he's gotta do that, but he's gotta do even more than that, I think. Like I said, he's gotta come up with some more of those big plays and um and and like I think I think they're gonna have to lead the offense in the passing game there. So that's where I'd feel best about Michigan State's offense is just those two receivers. It's so hard to guard those guys all game and not let either one of them get loose, especially when they play on opposite sides of the field. Um, And what you can do in the middle, like I said, with a Hayward or Tyler Hunt or somebody like that. Uh, So yeah, the passing game for sure. I think we'll have to probably carry the day for Michigan State.
0: And also uh, to go on the other side of the ball too, on the defense, like, I I mean, I'm trying not to get too ahead of myself here, but I kind of like how the front six has been playing, especially against the run lately. I mean, is this, is this a game that you like as a matchup too for the front six or is Michigan just a different beast than you think that we've seen from the likes of Illinois Rutgers? I mean, I'm sorry, Indiana Rutgers and all those teams.
1: Yeah, I think I, I like it too. Now, you know, maybe after the first quarter I'll feel differently because Michigan's O-line has played great this year and mm-hmm. that running game is the reason they're undefeated. Um, nobody's really been able to shut it down uh, for a full game yet, but that's kind of, that's just what Michigan state does though, you know, and it's, it's not like uh, it's in a triple option or something, or like Iowa, where they run that very wide sweeping zone type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot of bruising between the tackles, old school type of running. And, like, that's what Michigan State's been doing for over a decade, you know, is just just shutting that type of stuff down. I mean, we see some of these teams, like, like Northwestern, the past couple of years has hardly even tried it. Like, Indiana hardly even tried it. Some teams have just abandoned like that between the tackle running game because MSU is so good at that, you know, and they have been for years. They're deep um i like where they're at a defensive tackle they can go five deep there uh you know if beasley comes back i don't know but that'd be a big plus and then they're going what four or five deep at end um right. they're veteran dudes when you talk about panaceau beasley drew jordan jacob slade Deshaun mallory um on and on and on all these guys yeah. have played a lot of football so yeah unless unless like you said unless michigan just is a different beast then Michigan State's in trouble, but I don't think that that's the case going into this one. I think it'll be a stalemate, and I think over the course of four quarters, a stalemate bodes well for Michigan State.
0: And another reason, like, that I kind of like the front six battle is because, well, I mean, Rutgers was able to kind of shut them down in the second half a few weeks ago, but then again, a few weeks ago, but that, then again, that's still Rutgers. So we're Michigan State, and just like you're talking about, that's a ton of depth there, so... And we'll be right back in a hot second to close the show out with our guy Stephen Brooks. But first, I need to talk to you fine folks about Built Bar. That's right, guys. We're talking about the greatest tasting protein bar in the land. And before going any further, i oh, go to built.com. Jump on the Paranormal Pumpkin Built Puffs flavor. I love all the Built Puffs. Like in the past, they've had oh, what was I think it was banana bread was one. They had churro puff. Those go so hard, and they also go really fast off their website. So head to built.com right there. All right. Back to the ad read. Um, Guys, you've heard us talk about built Bar forever. And it's truly the greatest tasting protein bar in the entire world. And it tastes better than a lot of candy bars, if you want my honest opinion. Um, No, these aren't the protein bars that taste chalky or waxy or, you know, like you're eating a candle wrapped up in wax that they just call chocolate. No, no, no. They're soft. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you're actually tasting what's uh, written on the wrapper. Yeah, I know a lot of protein bars... Pretty much uh, every single flavor is the same sawdust flavor, but no, not a billet bar. They are low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. So you get all the healthy benefits on top of biting into a delicious, delicious protein bar. And also, guys, if you missed out on the paranormal pumpkin, check out the coconut, raspberry, mint, brownie, coconut, almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and or the Cherry barcia flavors as well. All their flavors, they just go astronomically hard. Uh, so go to built.com. Use promo code locked15 and get 15% off your order. One more time, guys. That's promo code locked15. All one word, locked15 for 15% off at built.com. And of course, I need to talk to you, find folks about betonline.ag. That's right, betonline, back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season, with more props, odds, and lines than ever before online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this fall and winter. So head to the new updated website on desktop or mobile and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just smash in promo code locked on that's one word locked on and receive your 50% welcome bonus from football. To basketball, to baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, UFC. There's also golf going on. Uh, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. All right, let's get back to our guy, Stephen Brooks. What's... What's the furthest that you have gotten into the weeds about like an X factor for the game? Because I'm at a tie between like the kicking battle because Michigan's got a solid kicker over there in Moody and then Coughlin who's been solid. But of course, as we know, throughout his career, a little up and down, or I've also gone as far as like looking at the weather forecast and seeing Ooh, 12 to 15 mile an hour wind gust during the game. Will they be able to throw the ball like they usually do? How, how deep in the X factor zone have you gotten? And can you top, Freaking out about wind direction for that
1: matter. No, I no, I don't have that. Let me. Uh, okay, I'll check out check the, uh, let go. me look at the atmospheric pressure though. You know, sure. <laughs> the, <time laughs> the on dew points. point. Yes, yeah, it can be affected. I, I don't know. Um, no, like I think. Uh, I mean, that like earlier I said. I mean, I don't know if it's an X factor, I guess, but like I said, I think Peyton Thorne being the best player on the field would would, would be a big thing for Michigan State. I think that'll probably, like I said, have to happen if they win. Um, maybe X factor-ish thing is like, is, is Michigan State's, um, that, you know, defensive backfield, uh, just because if that they're, if they're able to limit the run game, like I think they will look, I mean, I, mean, I think Michigan's going to run for a hundred yards, but I don't think they're just going to be gashed outrageously over and over and over all day. Like Michigan's done to people all year. I don't think that'll happen. They'll get theirs a little bit. I don't think it's going to be completely eliminated, but if it's slowed down to the point that it's not the, the. Six seven yards of carry, sort of that Michigan is used to. Um, then that can affect everything else that they do, and takes them off their rhythm and everything. So at that point, if if Michigan State can step up and shut down that awesome run game, you don't want to turn around and see them completing 30, 40 yard, fifty yard passes on you. You know, because then it's like, okay, like guys, yeah, like you know, we just we we just we just took away their best thing, and now we can't stop this too. You know, so that's I think maybe something. Um, Michigan's receivers haven't really impressed me. Uh, after uh, the injury to uh, the one guy. I forget his name already. Oh, um, uh, Ronnie Nico? Bell, yeah. Or no, that's – yeah, yeah, Bell, yeah. So, yeah, again, they don't throw it a lot to him either, but that you don't want to see that happening. Like, you don't want to bust your tail to stop the run and then, oh, we just gave up a 40-yard pass play first down, you know, that type of thing. Um, and then offensively, uh, I mean, I think Connor Hayward, I, I would think that a guy like him would, would not sneak up on Michigan because he's been around because he just had that's some big it. plays last year. But the way that they can use him, you know, and he just he can just kind of fade into the background and then, oh, my God, he's catching a pass and he's got three blockers in front of him and now he's 20 yards downfield, you know. Um, the old, like, Trevin Pendleton momentum swing, come out of nowhere type of play call deal. I could see him being involved with something like that. And then it also just seems like in this game there's all, there's always, like, somebody, like, that just hasn't played a role, like, all season, has, like, a huge Right. Play. So maybe Cade McDonald comes through with something like that, or name a receiver Terry Lockett, like all these guys who who we know about. Like sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it's finally Keon Coleman time, and he can make him you know, uh, the legend is born type of situation with him. But uh, that would be the thing. I don't want to. My first, my head went to like some type of trickery, but I think, I think MSU sort of exhausted its its trickery um, for these for this games. Purposes, I think Michigan will be on high alert for anything like that. I would think so. Uh, I think maybe you t- tuck the tricks in the bag for this week and you know bring them out another time.
0: The, the trick play is just not running flea flicker now. Like that's that's what is now the trick. It's it's a reverse four D chess play by Mel Tucker. He's ran it so many times that now teams are just assuming it's going to be there. But no, how about a good hook and ladder? I haven't seen a good hook and ladder just in college football in general in quite some time. I, I would be, I agree, pretty pretty tickled by that. Like Keon Coleman catches it flips it to uh Wolverine Slayer, Cade McDonald, and then bang, MSU's up fifty two to seventeen in the wow. third quarter. Okay, What's so the double
1: no name yeah. play is what you're you're cooking up. Wow. Precisely. <laughs> Precisely. That's yeah. And
0: uh Tyler Hunt throws the initial pass too. I want to make that very clear as well. So yeah, we're uh we're getting silly with it now. Okay, um, yeah.
1: No hook and ladder we gotta have on the agenda. Sure. Um the double pass really we haven't seen it. We saw the Tyler Hunt deal where it was a little more Philly specialist, yeah special ish, but uh the true double pass. I don't know who has an arm. Uh, amongst their receivers but uh, hey someone's got to be able to do it so something, something like that um, yeah. there's there's more in the bag but they've just gone so tricky like they've run something like almost every week whether it's a yeah. flea flicker whether it's a fake punt um or i'm sorry the fake field goal or just the some some kickoff punt return trickery that we've seen with naylor and reed like they've run something that you would that i would classify as a trick play like almost every week through the first half so i would think that like i said michigan would be on alert and i think if you, if you can get by, you know, you would hope that this would be a week you could just uh, put all those away um, because I don't know what the odds of success are going to be with a team that, that knows you like to do that stuff.
0: Maybe this is Bryce Berenger's turn. I don't think his numbers come up this year for trickery. So like he's going to get some massive, massive points for the uh, Rex Specs community and truck Mm -hmm. someone on like a fourth and sixth conversion in Wolverine territory to keep a drive going. That's, yeah, that's right. Well, here's here. what you
1: do: is I know who to call. You call Dan Campbell because we just found out the other day yeah. that yes. that dude's bag of tricks is deep. Deep. So, yeah. deep. So, if you're running out of ideas, guys, uh, over at the <laughs> scandalaris Building, and anyone's listening to this before kickoff, just give Danny Campbell a call. Uh, he might have yeah. a couple more ideas left in the tank for you. It, it, I don't know. He might have used all of them, quite honestly, in that game, because that was a lot, but it was amazing. Uh,
0: you know, and he almost made it count, too, which was the most fascinating part. Um, <laughs> I, I, there's just one more thing I want to bring up here, and it's something I've really refused myself to uh, wander on, but we have to talk about it. we, we got to talk about the stakes of this game, right? Now, there is a very realistic possibility that the winner of this game, should they you know, run the table the rest of the way and then lose to Ohio State like everyone predicts, predicts either team to do, that the winner of this team, like, probably has an inside track to the Rose Bowl. Not, like, because from the West, like, okay, they'll get their second loss handed to them in the Big Ten Championship game to Ohio State. Ohio State goes to the college football playoff as a one-loss Big Ten team. And now, could a 11-1 either Spartan or Wolverine team be the invite to Pasadena? That's what 24-7 sports bowl projections have right now. So, like, there's some massive stakes in this game, and I just I want to just want to pick your brain about it. Like, do you really think it is that high, or do you think water will find its level here in the last mm. month of the gauntlet of the season? Yeah,
1: yeah. I'll be honest, I didn't even know like what the Rose Bowl's deal was this year. Like, are they a playoff game? Are they just the regular Rose Bowl? Or what? What is the thing? I think um, it's
0: Orange Bowl and Cotton Bowl are the two college football playoffs this year. Okay, I think that's the two. So, yes.
1: yeah. So you're assuming Ohio State obviously wins the Big Ten and goes to the playoffs, so they're out of it. Um, yeah, they're I mean, looking great. It's, yeah, it's too early for me to. I get it. I guess. I guess I would just say it's too early for me to like. Like, I don't think this will be either team's. I'd be fairly surprised at this point if it, if this game is either team's only loss. You know, um, whether it's Michigan or Michigan State taking that first. L, I I would be surprised if they if they if they just finished with one loss. Quite honestly. Um, gotcha. And so yeah, even for the winner, you know, obviously they'll be undefeated. And we will sort of think whoever wins will still lose to Ohio State. I think there's probably another one out there for whoever wins it, too. So um, at that point, I'd have to see, I guess, what the West looks like. And I don't know if, like, the runner-up has to go, you know, because they're the next in the Big Ten's hierarchy or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how mm-hmm. that exactly works. But, yeah, sure. I mean, it's I guess it's on the table. Um, would be weird, I I do think, to do, to do, like, a non-playoff Rose Bowl and I was I, of course the last time Michigan State was there was the last real like non playoff rose bowl. Yeah. Um but to be there in a year where it's not the play I don't know what it, what type of juice it would have and the last time State was Oh, we'll State juice it off, No um, problem. Oh, okay. Please. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I guess probably it just comes down to whether like it ties back to the rivalry and you can brag about it, you know? I mean, if that's really what it comes down to at the end then uh then that's then that's the value there. If you can go haha they picked us or haha they didn't pick you and you know, we can just revisit this entire week a month from now or whatever. Um sure. that's that's <laughs> by the value in it. But yeah, I haven't looked that too far down the line either. I mean, how can you how can you look past the the grand showdown that we got coming up here and and all that? I mean, who knows? Maybe, you know, will the season even continue, Matt? After these two teams play, I mean, why do we even have to have to keep going? You know, it's it, this could be the end of it all. So we'll see. If we if we make it out of this, then we can look at look at the Rose Bowl and, and whatever else.
0: That sounds awesome if the season would just end after this. Win or lose. I would love to, like, end, you know, on a very high <laughs> note. And if we lose, i will just be such a mopey zoo lion the rest of the uh, the way that I <sighs> – no, I'll get myself off the mat for Purdue. No, that won't be an issue. Um,
1: I'm excited, though. I am ex- I mean, like, I think, yeah. like I said the other week, the uh, so much ancillary stuff in this one in particular. Yeah. And we know, like, that's where all the good meat is. Like, all the storylines and – and, yeah. you know, trend arrows and arcs and, and this and that and where Michigan's going or where they've been and where they could go and where Michigan State has been, where it is going, and then just throw it all in a pot with these guys that just don't like each other and fans that haven't been out here in, in person in a year. Yeah. Uh, there's just, there's so much to it. The undefeated teams coming in, I mean, the rankings, it's, there's so much meat on the bone for this one. So I'm I'm really excited. I hope the game lives up to it and delivers.
0: That makes one of us that's excited I don't know if that's the adjective i'd use i'm just i'm just unhealthy i am just unnerved i'm I'm a disaster a disaster that's the word i'm looking for I'm a complete basket case so. <laughs> you've
1: been that's writing a lot of checks this week is that the thing are you worried about uh no that's you know... one, no no
0: no 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 no, no, oh, okay. no I've been in this rivalry way too long talking smack online to know that no, no you don't write a lot of checks this week no 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 <laughs> no stephen no i I leave a very sm Contrary to popular belief, I leave a very small paper trail out there for people to come back to. I yeah no I don't no 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 no
1: no nice I gotcha yeah yeah like I said I think it's gonna be a good time um I'm curious now you know I thought I had a very strong feel about this and uh and I guess that's maybe maybe folks should feel happy about that because when I have a strong feeling about something uh usually it doesn't end up going very well so
0: uh, likewise yeah kind of
1: yeah the fact that I'm very foggy on it now uh, maybe that's a good thing yeah. for for the msu listeners i really don't
0: know I'd, I'd be just delighted to be wrong about this one and i probably will be who's to say i mean that's yeah i just uh just bring the conversation full circle indiana game still lingering but you know what last year three and a half touch on underdogs didn't seem to matter so right, here we go baby we'll we'll find out saturday around fourish
1: what's uh give me a so i'm gonna flip the table here uh what give me a sneak peek like what's what are some things in your drafts right now? What are some of the the zingers and lines you got cooked up? Cause I know you gotta have a, you know, like a good, like a good coordinator. You gotta have a script ready and you gotta have a couple right. bangers ready to, to unleash. I know you got some, some material ready, don't you?
0: Uh, post-game reaction video where I will incorporate the location that I'm at. And I, I will be down in Florida for this game on vacation. And, and I, and I will use the beach as a prop for the post-game video after that. I do have a mental list of receipts that I am going to be cashing in. I don't have them written down anywhere because that'd be like jinxing it too much, but like it's a steel trap memory. I can't remember the three things I have to get from the grocery store today, but I can remember like 12 people uh, online two weeks ago that said something ridiculous about like Kenneth Walker or that, Oh, little brother's (laughs) going to lose. So I'm going to go through those. Um, Then I'm just going to get really drunk, like really, just really drunk and uh, probably just do that the rest of the night, wake up Sunday, pray to God that I still have a job do it all again Sunday, wake up Monday, pray I have a job, and just probably keep on doing that until my place of employment lets me go, I think. Yeah.
1: Excellent. That's probably it. All right. All right. Well, Mel Tucker says, uh, anyone can be ready for the game, but are you prepared? And it sounds like you're getting prepared, so that's good to hear. I'm
0: I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm as ready as I ever will be. I'll never be fully ready for the game, but I'll be as prepared as I can be. Yeah.
1: There you go. Good luck, man. Okay. All
0: right. Okay. As always, a complete delight to have Steven on, and just want to thank him so much for his time, especially in such a busy week for all media members, uh, really. Um, yeah, Steven's the man. And if you have any questions that you want to bounce off him for next week's show, one more time, lockedonspartans at gmail.com. And just want to thank you guys for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked on Podcast Network. And if you're looking to get a little more Big Ten football in your life, check out the Locked on Big Ten podcast with our guy, Nate Dickinson. That's right. He will hold your hand and walk you through what uh, what else is going on in the conference besides uh, this little Spartan Wolverine game going on this weekend. So, yeah, no, Nate's awesome. And, yeah, check out Locked on Big Ten. All right, guys. Like I said, tomorrow's show, we will have Josh Pate of the Late Kick show. And, uh, yeah, we got an awesome, very fun segment for you uh, that you will enjoy. And, hey, you know what? I think... uh, I think we got to talk about a little MSU basketball scrimmage too. That's right. Oh man, my goodness gracious! Basketball and football at the same time. I'm very overwhelmed. But uh, hey, you know we're gonna get through it together. All right, guys. Hey, speaking of getting through it together, let's get through this day, the rest of this week together. Love every single one of you. You guys are the best. Go green.